This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Well, welcome to Kingdom Pursuits, and guess what? I'm not Robbie Dillmore. Robbie is at the Masculine Journey Boot Camp this weekend. So I am filling in with him. I'm usually on Christian Cargo Radio, but uh, I fill in every now and then for him on Kingdom Pursuits. And I tell you what, this morning, I am really, 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 really excited about the, the show we're going to have. And it's going to be a show that if you don't have the opportunity to sit down and listen to the whole thing, you're going to want to make sure you go and go to Kingdom Pursuits and go to the podcast and listen to it. Because this is going to be a program, I think, that is going to be able to bring a lot of help to a lot of people. And it may not even be, we may not even recognize or have recognized the people that it can help. Because uh, this morning is going to be a pretty powerful thing. Also, as I mentioned uh, last hour on uh, Christian Cargo Radio, I've been kind of amazed why the growth of the Christian Cargo Radio as far as the outlets. But also the same thing with Kingdom Pursuits. Now I think it's like... I think it was like 30 stations pick it up, live stream and stuff that's more of a local because now it's reaching out. Got Ohio stations that pick it up and stuff. So it's kind of kind of neat that uh, the way this has gone and well, Truth Broadcasting with uh, Stu Epperson and his vision and stuff, that the footprint that it has and stuff and the impact that it's making. But this morning, as I mentioned, it's going to be a, really going to be a little bit different than when I usually do it because really I'm going to – we're sitting at a table in a living room, and we're going to pull up our chair, and we're going to talk. And this morning, I'm going to be talking with Mark Allen, who's going to be talking about Celebrate Recovery, which goes on. The program is at Pinedale Christian Church in Winston-Salem at 3395 Peters Creek Parkway. He'll give you information on that. And also Fonda Bryant, who is with Wellness Action recovery, and also a trainer and a lot of suicide prevention. This this woman knows her stuff, and I'm, I'm excited about this show. I'm going to kick it over first and let Mark introduce himself, then I'm going to come back to Fonda and get her to introduce herself and tell a little bit. I know Mark has a uh, he's a preacher's kid, so uh, <laughs> he has a, a lot of background in the church and, and at Pinedale, wears a lot of hats at Pinedale also. So, uh, Mark, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you. <clears throat> well, what? Uh, tell me a little bit about what 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 brought you to Christ first of all, and and stuff, and then also what brought you to Pinedale. And I think I know that because be called Daddy preaching at Pinedale, <laughs> and then sort of what you're involved in now with Celebrate Recovery. And well, like you said, uh, being a preacher's kid, sometimes that can that can take multiple paths. A lot of times, uh, for me, it was fantastic. Um, loved watching what my dad was doing. Kent Allen is uh, uh, my dad um, and preached in this area for many, many years. He's retired now. I uh, was at Pinedale from 67 to 72, 73 in there. Um, 
and uh, so I just saw what he did, and was he always involved us in whatever we were doing. We got drugged to church all the time, um, and um, which was which was good, and um, just saw the service that he was putting in, my mom was putting in, and it just it was contagious for me. Uh, I've got three brothers, and we're kind of all the same way, so it worked out really good for all of us. I know sometimes the preacher's kid can take a, a kind of a turn to the left or something, um, but now elders' kids, now you're an elder <laughs> at the church. I don't know about elders' kids. <laughs> well, now let's not go there. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, Another program. I am blessed, though. I'll say that much. I've got wonderful daughter and... Wow. But uh, yeah, I just uh, have enjoyed, uh, I've been a teacher um, my whole life uh, and just retired from that back in uh, 2019, just before COVID hit. So I was glad I, it was assigned to me to get out, but I, I'm, I'm praying for all the teachers that are still in there. So uh, I know that's it's a hard, hard thing with the COVID. Um, but um, just moving uh, forward, uh, needed something to do, wound up doing... Um, uh, some maintenance for Pinedale, um, and then um, uh, when COVID hit, it uh, kind of killed our Celebrate Recovery. Uh, you're supposed to meet in person and, and enjoy the fellowship. Well, we couldn't do that, uh, and with anonymity, we couldn't uh, really do the uh, uh, Zoom kind of calls kind of thing, so it just sort of really kind of dwindled, and, um, and then the church asked me and my wife to uh, would we be interested in trying to get the get it back going? And our first response was absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just didn't seem like um, a pathway that um, God wanted me to go. But it was the pathway God wanted us to go. It was the pathway I, I didn't want to go. Uh, my wife too. She was very quick. No, that's that's not our thing. Um, but we prayed about it and uh, was doing a forty day Bible study with Pinedale. Um, and that whole series just seemed to be, you know, who are you serving? And we just looked real deep at ourselves and we're like, well, maybe, maybe that's what we need to be doing. We didn't know it at the time, but God was really working in our lives. We, we decided to, um, be part of that leadership team at Celebrate Recovery and um, the blessings that come back to you when you say yes to God are just unsurmountable. And so we've just been completely blessed. Yep. Well, we're going to dive in a little bit about what Celebrate Recovery is all about and the program itself and then your role in it. But also I want to kick over to, as I said, we're gathered around the table now. We're just going to talk. Fonda, uh, and to tell you what, before I go to Fonda Bryant, I'm going to say one thing. Hey, how you doing? I am doing great. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and your heart for, for helping people. A couple of things you're probably not going to say about yourself. But I'm going to go ahead and say it before you go on air. In 2021, you were the Black Mental Health uh, Person of the Year. Also, you were in Charlotte, most remarkable woman of the year in Charlotte, Mecklenburg County, and also the national, nationally the most remarkable woman of the year. So, I mean, that's pretty, pretty pretty good credentials there and stuff, but it all comes back to also the founder and CEO of, of, of your nonprofit wellness action recovery. But really this all goes back to, to where your heart is and that is to, to, to helping people and to, and to saving lives. So Fonda, I'm going to kick it to you. Go ahead and introduce yourself. 
Oh, thank you, dear. Um, my name is um, Fonda Bryant, and I am a mental health and suicide prevention advocate. I've been an uh, advocate for over 20-something years, but I didn't become a strong advocate until I joined NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Charlotte. And from there, I was appointed to the state board of NAMI, North Carolina, and then I was reelected. So um, I served two terms, six years, and I just stepped down in October, but I'm still going to be a part of NAMI, North Carolina, helping with suicide prevention in our state. Uh, suicide and mental health are very, uh, it's more than just my passion, it's my purpose, and it's very personal because uh, 27 years ago on Valentine's Day, 1995, I almost died by suicide. Had no idea I was struggling with uh, clinical depression. Depression is the number one debilitating disease in the world. It is also the number one disease that can cause us to die by suicide. And when you're brought up in culture, like the black culture, Native American culture, um, Hispanic culture, we've always been taught that mental health is a sign of weakness, that in my culture, the black culture, my mom told me that, um, you know, we came through slavery. We were strong. No, we came through trauma. And we passed generational trauma. We just keep passing it down, keep passing it down and not getting the help we need. And that mentality almost killed me um, 27 years ago. And it's killing people in my culture now because black males now have the highest rate of suicide out of any ethnic group. And black people die by suicide every four and a half hours. So for me, it's very personal. The stigma that surrounds society in general is causing people to die because people look at people with mental health and addiction as we're weak, we're selfish, and we're crazy. And we have to change that culture. So for me, it's out here working hard every single day, but I can't do it by myself. This is an everybody problem. Fonda, we're going everybody... to come back and going to touch on base on how we can get help and things you are doing and things you offer for help. We come back from this break. You're listening to Kingdom Pursuits. Okay. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. This morning, as I said, we're going to sort of have the round table sitting at the dinner table with uh, Mark Allen and Fonda Bryant, and we're going to talk a little bit about things going on, you know, just, just life in general, things that we kind of sometimes overlook and or maybe not even overlook, we look away from, maybe a better word to say it and stuff. So as we're, as we're talking this morning, I hope Fonda knows, and I'm going to tell Mark also is, you know, jump in, inject whenever you want to. Uh, also, I'm going to make a quick uh, 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 promo for Nikita Koloff and his show, which comes on most of these same stations at 1230. It's time to man up. Um, but also, Nikita's going to be at Pinedale Christian Church on December the 4th. So if you've ever listened to Nikita and you want to really hear him dive into God's Word, December 4th, Pinedale Christian Church in Winston-Salem, your opportunity, man has a huge heart and a huge heart for Jesus Christ. And uh, as Mark was talking, I'm going to kick back to Fonda. Celebrate Recovery. That is Thursday nights. Go it's ahead on. and tell me about, about that. And also, really, what's the purpose of 
Okay. Uh, Celebrate Recover, we meet on Thursday nights. Um, six o'clock, come on out, and we have a, a meal beforehand. Uh, and our main service well, Hold is- on, I'm going to stop you long enough. One thing, the meal, uh, Mark and Vivian prepare <laughs> the meal. So uh, if, you, if you're if you on the fence, the meal will push it's you good. over. It's, so it's, it's good. <laughs> All homemade stuff. Good stuff. Um, we have a meal at uh, 6 o'clock, and, uh, and then at 7 o'clock we have a... Uh, uh, our our main whole group meeting, um, which is um, we have some uh, worship, praise and worship at the beginning, uh, and then we'll either have a lesson um, or a testimony. Um, and uh, the purpose of Celebrate Recovery, I was asking my wife, I said, how's this sound? I said, it's a faith-based, Christ-centered, 12-step recovery program. And... Um, and so when you think of 12-step programs, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous and things like that, it, it is kind of based in that mold. Um, but the need, the, the higher power just wasn't going to cut it for um, for a lot of us. And we, we need to mention who that was. And it's definitely Jesus Christ. And um, so through uh, the Beatitudes, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the Beatitudes are molded into those 12 steps uh, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, and it just so we want you to get closer to Christ, and in getting closer to Christ, those other things, those hurts, habits, and hangups, uh, can be dealt with, I think, in a much better way. And um, so that's kind of the thing. Uh, the The purpose of Celebrate Recovery is to fellowship and celebrate God's healing power in our lives through the eight recovery principles found in the Beatitudes and the Christ-centered twelve steps. So again, Christ centered 12 steps when you come to a meeting you're going to hear jesus a lot <laughs> because uh, he's the one that's going to heal it's not going to be us jesus is doing the healing we're just uh being the facilitators i guess in, during the service part um we have um, um small groups after the after we meet in our whole group on the thursday nights and small groups they're separated male and female um and it's where you that's really where the rubber meets the road it's where you get to kind of talk about how your week went. Um, you might talk about what your hurt or habit is specifically. Um, and the best thing in there is is hearing other people, and they wind up having the same kind of situation you have. And when you figure out how someone else got out of it, it's just it just multiplies your hope for, yeah, I can I can beat this thing too. Um, it's amazing. I, I sit in with the, the men. It's amazing watching those men just break down and trust each other in that small little room for that short period of time. It's really an amazing thing to see. Yeah, if you can get some, you know, more information, if you want more information on it, you can go to pinedale.church, and I don't know how much it may have a link there to get you mm-hmm. somewhere to get more information. Also, just call the office at 336-788-7600, mm-hmm. and they'll get you information. Uh, you know, it's a great opportunity to... To, to get plugged into somewhere that you can get get help, and it's a great program. Fonda's, you know, with with her nonprofit, uh, you know, that's that's an avenue to get in touch with her. And I'm gonna get before we get off the air, make sure she runs down all the the ways to get in touch with her and what she has coming up. I know she has training coming up in December, December the tenth, I think it is. Also, you can go Fonda Bryant and look at her Facebook page. We'll also have a lot of links there that'll get you navigate to, to get in contact with her. But Fonda, a little bit about what you're doing with your 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 nonprofit and also with your training 
And I took the training and I was just enlightened. And part of it, what kind of staggered me was when, you know, you gave a few of the stats earlier, but when went down the whole list of stats and stuff with suicides and attempted suicides, it is just, I mean, it's just really humbling just seeing that and stuff. It opened my eyes. Yes, well, for for me, the biggest thing is is just education and um, caring, and that's what I tell everybody. Because even myself, like I told you before we had to break, is that when you're raised in a culture who's never embraced mental health, it's very hard to um, see, you know, to really get the the true picture. So it's something like you were saying about the stats. When I call out the stats for suicide, people are shocked. Because they think it's isolated incidents. Because you might hear it, you know, on the news occasionally, a murder-suicide or a student dying by suicide. But the thing is, is that we, it's not a personal character flaw. It is a global health crisis. It has nothing to do with somebody being crazy, nuts, psycho, or the fact that we're weak. As I told you, people who deal, 90% of people who die by suicide deal with a treatable mental health condition. But the reason why we don't get help is because of the stigma. And that even goes back to religion and churches. Because a lot of times, and like in my culture, it's pray about it, don't claim it, give it to God, it's a sign of weakness. So I've been really happy to see getting more pastors involved in the training because most pastors are trained in CPR. You know, when somebody has a heart attack or a stroke. And I told the pastor that one time, I said, listen, if somebody was having a heart attack or a stroke, you wouldn't be praying for them or getting out the Bible. You'd be calling 911 and getting them help because you know they could die. It's no different with QPR training. QPR training is the same thing. You're helping someone who is in a crisis, and QPR stands for Question, Persuade, Refer. You're helping someone who is in a mental health crisis or suicide, and they need that same sense of urgency, calling someone to getting them the help that they need so you can save a life. And that's why I'm pushing more and more for people in the church and pastors to get trained in this because the stigma in churches towards people with mental health is it's mind-blowing to me. It's, it's just mind-blowing. And people need to realize that mental health is physical health because the brain is an organ. So for me, as I said... I'm getting out here and educating people in training so they'll know what to do and what to say to help save someone's life because suicide is the most preventable death of all deaths, and anyone can save someone's life. And, Jerry, right now, like you were talking about the stats, we're losing over. And, and when I call out the stats to your listeners, I want people to know that these stats are underreported. They're a whole lot worse. So we're losing right now over 130 Americans a day, over 44 veterans a day, and close to 4,500 Americans attempt suicide every single day. And, you know, here we just had a humongous uh, a news story on NC State. We lost five students this semester since school started to suicide. Four on campus, one off campus. Then we lost three students at North Carolina A&T to suicide. So when people are like, oh, my God, I didn't know that was happening, advocates do, organizations do, because that is the second leading cause of death on college campuses, suicide. And that age range, 10 to 34, 
that is the second leading cause of death. So we have got to put our foot on the gas and get out here and help people who are struggling with mental health and addiction and get them the help that they need because they can get better and they can get on the path of wellness and recovery. Yeah, when you we sit there and you start th- just going over those stats, as I said, it just kind of staggering when you you hear them. And you're right; they're, they're under those numbers are underrecorded because of how many people contact somebody and say, "I was thinking about committing suicide," or how many deaths are not even recognized as being suicide for the stigma. As you mentioned, you don't want to say that it was that. I'd rather say it was a uh, accidental overdose or accidental something instead of saying it's suicide because of the stigma with it. And I think this is when I was putting this show together, the fact of having having you on and Mark on with Celebrate Recovery and then what you're doing with the suicide prevention and the mental illness stuff, I think they they, they can they coexist so 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 well and need to. I think the church, as you said, what really got me kind of rattled me a little bit and I talked to Bond a little bit at the Wake football game a few, uh, probably a month, two couple months ago, is all of a sudden at church, I ran across so many people who were either dealing with it or contemplating it. And this was inside the walls of the church I go to. And it kind of, I mean, it kind of, I don't know, made me take a step back. And that's when I realized, you know what? I'm not even seeing that full picture. And and as we move forward and we come into the next segment, I want to really dive into some of the things that, that Fonda's doing and offering because... Fonda, I'm going to ask you real quick. Real quick before we go to break, give me uh, your how to contact you as far as your website, how to email you, and then we're also probably tomorrow or Monday we'll get it put up on 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 the on our website okay. and stuff. Okay. Well, you can always reach out to me under Fonda Bryant on Facebook, uh, ProudMom72 on Twitter and Instagram, and people can email me at Fonda, F-O-N-D-A, N60 underscore the number 40 at yahoo.com. And, you know, if you put the flyer up for the QPR training on December the 10th, my email is there. But I urge everyone to take this training so you can open your eyes to see someone can be right up under your nose contemplating suicide and you might not even know it. We'll be right back. We're going to hear more. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Said, what a what a show this morning and and as I'm sitting here during the break me and Mark were, were just just talking just a little bit about what Fonda was talking about with the training and and Fonda you'll be this will excite you just to even hear it uh, Mark says this is something that that as the that leader and coordinator with celebrate recovery and basically the minister of celebrate recovery he said he needs to take his training and all his volunteers and mm-hmm. leaders also need to take the training absolutely that, uh, that's because we are dealing with, um, we've talked about how sometimes Celebrate Recovery is like the emergency room uh, of church, um, and people are coming in, and uh, you know, we need more training. And this, is it QPR, I believe is what you said, Fauna? Yes, it's yeah. um, QPR, Suicide Prevention Trust. In two hours, I can train anyone how to recognize the signs of someone in crisis or suicidal, Talk and listen to them in a non-judgmental way mm-hmm. and get them the help that they need. The training is very upbeat and positive, and you also cannot be judgmental. 
We go through myths and facts of suicide. I share my story in the beginning, but I sprinkle it throughout the training along with other people I've encountered uh, through my journey to help. So when you get finished with that training, you feel empowered and you know exactly what to do. And not only does that training help you to help someone else, it also helps you to gauge your own mental health. And the great thing about QPR training is the founder, Paul Quinette, him and his son. I told Paul not too long ago because I've become really good friends with him. I said, Paul, y'all have saved so many lives. There are 20,000, at least 20,000 QPR um, trainers. And I cannot tell you probably how many lives we saved. And I trained a group of uh, teachers in uh, Stanley County at a school called Greystone Academy. One, now, that was just in September. One of the teachers whose daughters actually goes to NC State, and she's going to be taking the training, told me that since I trained them in September, she has already had to ask at least on five different occasions, are you suicidal? Do you have a plan? I always tell people, I hope you never have to use the training, but I'm glad that if that arises, someone's suicidal or in crisis, you will know what to do. And not only do I train adults, I train youth as well. Middle school to high school, I train. And the youth training, the only difference is we kind of go over some things that youth are dealing with. But at the same time, the only difference is we urge youth to go tell an adult. And if people don't think that youth can help someone, you're sadly mistaken. Because at the high school I work at, Hopewell High School, when I first started training in 2020, a, a young lady took my training in the marching band at Hopewell. And as soon as she got finished, she called the school and told uh, the principal that her bandmate was going to kill herself. And so the principal called me and said, Fonda, did you have so-and-so in your training? I said, yes. She said she just saved somebody's life. It's like I told you, it's just very empowering, and you know what to do. So I urge everyone to take that training, and if I had it my way, it would be mandatory in businesses, in colleges, and from at least from fifth grade all the way through because we, we just got a report from the um, Center of Disease Control about a month ago saying that after a two-year decline, suicide is on the rise. And the, and the highest increase was for young girls, 10 to 14, 10 to 14, wow. followed by young boys, 15 to 24. Is that not? I mean, if that doesn't that doesn't just grab your heart, and, and also with Fonda, I'm gonna I'm gonna get. I, I don't know how much she wants to share names or whatever, but when I was talking to Fonda, uh, she told me a story of a student at BYU and how she was able. To, and this is what I think: just the time you put into the training, and then know what to look for, and then through the the course of time, you become more aware of the circumstances and what people are going through and what those signs are. And, and, and you had a pretty cool story and how it definitely changed the life. Well, it's, it's pretty, um, you know, I still, it's been two years since that happened and it's still hard to believe that the training and just having that spider sense and being the advocate. So, um, two years ago, um, I, um, I have a friend of mine who was a coach, at BYU, at Brigham Young University in Utah. And I followed the team because of Coach Stewart. Well, he's left now and went to Arizona, and now he's at Oregon State. But, I, you know, I just kept following the team. 
So when George Floyd was murdered and we had all this uprising social justice, some of the BYU football players um, got together, all races, black, white, and Polynesian, and they did a video called Be the Change. And so I watched the video, and the first one up in the video was a young male by the name of Chaz Ayu. Well, Chaz um, was, and, and this made national news, so what I'm saying is nothing private, but Chaz um, was adopted. He's, uh, his mom was white, dad was black, nowhere to be found, and the Ayus uh, adopted him. Joanne is Polynesian. Um, dad, Jason, a coach at BYU, also, he was Samoan, and they're Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And the thing about religion, and like I said, don't get me wrong, because I pray and I believe in God and all that stuff, but out there, it's a different kind of feel with religion. Mm-hmm. And with um, Utah, when I did the QPR training out there with football, some of the football players, the coaches, and administrative staff, uh, I put the stats up. For BYU. I mean, I put the stats up for Utah because American Foundation for Suicide Prevention lists every single state and what the stats are. The stats in Utah are alarming. I mean, they're alarming anyway, but Utah is higher than the national average for suicide. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for young people 10 to 34. In Utah, that's the number one killer for young people 10 to 34 is suicide. So when I saw Chaz, uh, his name was Chaz Ayu. When I saw the video, I just knew something was wrong. It was his mannerism. It was just, he was like a blank stare, and I just knew something was wrong. My spider sense started kicking in. So I watched the video all the way through, and then at the end, I started looking at the comments that people were putting up on Twitter, and they were very ugly. You know, shut up, play football, Black Lives Matter, or ruining the family, just all this ugly stuff. And so Chaz, decided to tweet something. He didn't say, I'm in crisis. He didn't say, I'm suicidal. He just tweeted. He said, funny how y'all would cheer for us when we're on the field, but we need you to understand our pain, not fight it. And when he said that, boy, the Utah fans and, and BYU fans, they just lit him up. And I reached out to him because even though I'm great with what I do with QPR training, the best way to stop a suicide it's very simple. Caring, checking on people, asking them how they're doing today. Are you all right? Are you okay? And that's exactly what I did. I reached out to him and I said, hey, and his DM on Twitter, didn't know him, told stranger. And I asked him, I said, hey, are you okay? Are you all right? Hours passed, hours passed. He finally came back and he said, yes, ma'am, I'm okay. In the QPR training, you learn if you feel like someone's suicidal, you don't wait to ask them. You ask them. So I didn't believe him. So I asked him straight out, are you suicidal? Do you have a plan? He disappeared for two weeks. The next part of that training said, if the person is reluctant, you be persistent. So I was very persistent. For two weeks, I was, are you okay? Let me help you. I can help you. You know, I'm a suicide survivor. I did everything I could. So he came back two weeks later, and he said, let me ask you something. He said, did my family put you up to this? I said, I don't know your parents. He asked me, did his, my, his parents put me up to it? And I said, I don't know your parents. And at the time, I didn't. Then he asked me, he said, hey, did the uh, coach put you up to it? Help my coach Stewart. I said, no, I knew you were in trouble, and I wanted to help you. So he told me, he said, uh, I could use your help. I'm dealing with depression and anxiety. So we started texting offline. 
And he told me two weeks before I reached out to him, he was planning on killing himself. So part of it, what I truly believe was divine intervention for me to be on, you know, looking at Twitter, looking at BYU. But the biggest part to me still was that I knew something was wrong. I used my QPR training to save his life. And that's a blessing. Absolutely. And, you you know, the thing is, you mentioned it is you just being persistent and also reaching out and letting people know that somebody cares about them. And then, as Mark will tell you, I mean, it's still go to that next step that Jesus Christ cares about them. But the thing is, we've got to let people know, care about them. We're going on break. Be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits. As I said, it's a, a great morning. To, I mean, it's a great educational morning, a morning that I think on the air this morning, you're having an opportunity to hear about a lot of help and stuff that's available. And and I think these two things, Celebrate Recovery and and, and, and the suicide prevention stuff that Fonda's involved in and stuff, can dovetail so, so much. It's, it's kind of, you know, they can lead off of each other and help support each other. Real quick, I want to make sure this is our short segment and it is wrapping up the show. I want Mark to kind of give a quick invitation to celebrate recovery. Then I'm going to come back to Fonda and get her to kind of give us a, a, a snapshot of, of when the training is and also, again, how to be able to get in touch with her with a nonprofit. And like I said, this morning has been been an awesome morning already. <laughs> Mark? Uh, yeah, celebrate recovery, at, at kind of doubling there on, on what Fonda is doing um, we also help and deal with the people who have someone who's in crisis. Um, a lot of times the families have no idea what to do. So we could be a resource for that as well. Um, so if you have uh, someone who's in an addictive situation, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, or in a depressive situation, and we cover a wide range. Uh, Celebrate Recovery kind of gets tagged as, a, as an alcoholic scenario, uh, and that that's not the case. It's it's if like I said, you got a, a hurt, a habit, or some sort of hang up. You know, we 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 think we can um, help you to see or to work through that process, which the twelve steps and the principles do. Um, but uh, we we've seen a, a huge need also for families who are wanting to help but don't know how, and so we can also help with that as well. And um, so would love to invite families to Hulk to come as well as individuals that need to come um, and just, just, just try it out. I mean, there's it's a totally anonymous scenario, um, and you don't have to be connected with a church uh, at, at, any, at any point, and uh, just come and see <clears throat> what we can hopefully help you out with. Times again, it's, say it's on Thursday uh, Again, nights. it's on Thursday nights at Pinedale. They're off of Peters Creek Parkway, uh, 6 o'clock for a meal. 7 o'clock is our, our uh, main session. And then eight o'clock, we break into small groups. You know, you're invited to attend if you want. Uh, and then there are other steps that can be taken uh, beyond that, um, uh, if need be. So, yeah, and it, it, it didn't really mention sort of dive into a little bit of the worship thing. I mean, it's we have you have a band. It's it's live music mm-hmm. and it's it's very upbeat. It's very encouraging. So, encourage you to if you don't even know you need it, at least check it out because if you kind of think you may need that, and I tell you what, we all have those. We all have habits, hang-ups, and hurts, that's for sure. (laughs) Yep, and that gets back to Fonda. Here we go. You know, this is an area that, like I said, I don't know that it has a 
I think the voice is getting a little louder that there's a problem out there, and 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 part of that that voice that's 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 ringing the cry is Fonda, and I just thank you for that. And tell me a little bit about the training coming up, and just sort of to to lead us out on some of the things going on, and how again how to get in touch with you. Okay, um, the training is coming up. Save the date on uh, December tenth from one o'clock to three o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Because I always put the Eastern Standard Time because I've trained people from all over the world and on the other parts of the country. So it's Eastern Standard Time, one o'clock to three o'clock. There's no registration, but you do have to be on time and take the entire two-hour training. Once you get finished with the training, you will get a certificate that lasts for two years. You are a certified gatekeeper. You get a QPR booklet that's in PDF form that goes into a little bit more about the training and just a little helpful hints, and you get a resource card. I tell everybody, print that resource card out. Know the resources in your area from crisis intervention team police officers that help us with mental health and addiction to crisis mobile unit to just knowing where to take someone or what to do. Um, also, I want to say this. Today is November 19th. Today is international. Hold on, I have to make sure I get this right. <laughs> I don't like to get it wrong. Today is International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day. Mm. And that's a day where people recognize loved ones that they've lost all over the world to suicide. My job is to help stop it. No one should have to go through the pain and tragedy of a suicide. So that's why that training is so important, and that's why I push it. 27 years ago, when I almost died by suicide, I didn't come straight out and tell my aunt, Kelly, I was going to kill myself. I told her she could have my shoes, which is a warning sign. You're giving a prized possession away. And then she called me back and asked me straight out, are you going to kill yourself? We have got to pick up on those signs, and you have got to do everything you can to save someone's life. So if you would like to take the training, which I think this is going to be a humongous training, please email me at Fonda, F-O-N-D-A-N-C underscore the number 40 at yahoo.com. Reach out to me on Facebook under Fonda Bryant. And reach out to me as proudmom72 on Instagram or Twitter. But the more people that take this training, the more lives that will be saved. And that's my goal is to put 988 out of business, 800-273 out of business, and stop the pain of suicide. Oh, absolutely, Fonda. As I said, if you know anybody who is dealing with any of the issues we talked about this morning, they can go and pull up the uh, uh, podcast on Kingdom Pursuits, re-listen to this program. And also, hopefully Monday, we'll have the information for the training online and... You know what? Been a great morning. A lot of information. It's been a blessing to me. I appreciate what Mark does. I appreciate Fonda what you do. And you know what? Just know that we play a role in that and make sure that we just don't, you know, don't walk away when we can help somebody. Again, been listening to Kingdom Pursuits. See you back next week. Also, go Deeks. Okay, Fonda. Hey, go Deeks. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Truth Network.